Hey Jordan, welcome to Photographers on Fire. Hey Simon, thanks for having me. So where are you, where are you calling from today, Jordan? Calling from Seattle, Washington. Nice uh, cloudy day. Pretty nice. typical of Seattle. So Is that right? Uh, so yes. You, what is the weather typically over there then? I is mean... It much like uh, England? What's the weather like in England? Pretty changeable. You, can, you never bet on the weather in England. We've had, a, we've had a pretty hot summer. It's been record temperatures, like mid-90s. It's hit 100 a couple times. Yeah, it's been, it's been really hot, but it's starting to cool down now, which is much, much better. Especially because most of us do not have AC units in our apartments and houses, so it gets real hot real fast. So, Jordan, uh, so the listeners know a little bit more about who you are and what you do. Can you give us a bit of a background on kind of where you've come from, how you even got started in photography, weddings and portraits? Totally. Uh, so I started doing photography uh, my freshman year of college back in 2007. Pretty much picked up a camera right after I graduated high school. Started taking photos of friends and that kind of stuff. Went to a lot of shows uh, and started photographing bands. That's pretty much what I started doing for the most part my freshman year. Shot a ton of shows, got used to that. Dabbled in portrait stuff a little bit here and there, just kind of photographed friends and friends of friends and all that kind of stuff. And then kind of slowly realized I liked portraits a lot. Started getting into like shooting with models and, and working with like other people in that industry, stylists, makeup artists, things of that nature. And then eventually was like, okay, well, I think I might want to try a wedding. So I uh, gave that a go, loved it, and just been shooting couples and engagements pretty much ever since, as well as still mixing in the occasional like fashion lifestyle shoot yeah i was gonna ask actually whether it was models because there is an abundance of gorgeous people on your website <laughs> and i wasn't sure whether it's just you guys are just better looking over there or whether it was in fact models uh i mean a lot are models but there's a lot of good looking people just everywhere so i mean it, it helps out a lot it makes my job way easier i'll say that <laughs> so those portrait shoots that was your first sort of interaction with like people photography yeah, totally. I mean, it started out with like a lot of senior photos. Um, seniors was a huge thing for me back then. I don't really do as many anymore every now and then, but that was that was definitely what I was more so known for in the area, which worked out well because I was around that age. I was, you know, 17, 18, um, 19 years old. So I knew a lot of people who were still in high school. So getting to shoot seniors was pretty easy. And then just kind of as I grew older, like they kind of got used, I just didn't really get into it as much anymore. So we don't have... Um senior portraits or how does that work over there what, what, what does it involve uh, do you guys have yearbooks like a like a yearbook uh, at the end like that people sign and there's photos and that kind of stuff not very commonly no okay so typically i guess in the states it's like you get this yearbook at the end of the school year every grade has like a school picture in there but then you have like tons of like you know you have like the baseball team photo the basketball team photo and then there's just like random photos throughout it so I took I took yearbook my senior year. So I was like in charge. I was you know part of the team that helped make the yearbook. But over in the states, it's a lot of the times your senior year you're able to choose what photo goes into the yearbook for your like senior picture. So a lot of people now get them like professionally done by a photographer, just so it's not the same like cookie cutter like studio backdrop, just sit up straight, smile, say cheese, like that kind of thing. People can kind of incorporate their personality into it, which okay. makes it nicer for them, I think. Yeah. So even though it's only a small little picture, these, exactly. these kids still want something that looks good. And yeah, and it's, I mean, it's crazy how much money people will somewhat sometimes spend on that kind of stuff. Um, it's definitely like a, a decently sized market in the States for um, 
and even even within the states, there's certain areas that that's more popular in than other areas. So, but yeah, it's pretty cool. Yeah, that sounds good. So, have you ever had clients who have been your high school sort of students have then gone on and got engaged, got married? Not yet. I don't think I don't think anything has happened quite that yet. But I have had people. I mean, back in high school when I was 15, my first job was working at Subway. You know, making sandwiches, all that kind of stuff. One of my coworkers got married two years ago, and I shot her wedding. So that was kind of cool. That was probably the the first like old friend that I've gotten to um, photograph their wedding. All right, Jordan, I'd love you if you could break down your day, your sort of typical working day. Let's start with a day that's not picking up the camera at all. Do you work from home? Do you work in an office in town, or what's your setup like? I, I work from home. I just have a, I have my iMac here. I have a laptop as well. So, you know, sometimes I'll go crazy and watch Netflix or Hulu and edit at the same time. Um, sometimes I go to, I'll go to coffee shops and edit just if I really need to get out and kind of get my mind just out of the house and that kind of thing. But usually it's just, you know, wake up, make breakfast, hang out, catch up on emails, try to do a lot of emailing in the morning. And then throughout the day, if, if it's easy to respond to people, I'll quickly try to do that. Because I, I, I try to be really responsive to clients and just anyone in general, I try to get through that stuff and be pretty responsive back. I know I always appreciate when people can get back to me really fast, so I try to do the same for them. Do that, uh, edit, you know, I edit here and there. I try not to, I try to edit in like kind of batches where I do a little bit, take a break, do a little bit, take a break. Um, I don't really want to just be sitting at my computer for like hours on end. I'll go, I'll edit for a couple hours, um, maybe go for a run, you know, take take my dog out for a walk. Around, I'd say, like maybe 4 or 5 p.m., I try to kind of wrap up the day as far as photography stuff goes. It's mostly in terms of like editing and stuff. I'll still try to do emails and stuff sometimes in the evening, but a lot of the time I try to just wrap up that stuff so, so I can focus more on hanging out with friends, uh, my girlfriend, and just kind of doing other sorts of stuff that's not job-related. That can be difficult. So, which is, <laughs> That's impressive yeah. to be able to you know, draw a line on it because... Yeah, it's I find, really, I, mean, it I, is, find I can be working eight, nine, ten o'clock at night, going shit. When was five o'clock? And exactly, exactly. Time. So there's certain days where I'm like, oh my god, it's already five o'clock. Like, this is crazy. I still have a lot to do. Um, I, I really try to stay good with making to-do lists and like sticking to like a daily to-do list. Like I want to do these things. Once those things are over, I'm kind of like, okay, well now everything else is just kind of extra. I can either work on it or not work on it, and I'll just kind of make a, a you know a to-do list for the next day um, and go on from there. Sometimes it's hard to not work like 12 hours or more, especially during the busy, you know, busy season during the summertime when you have tons of weddings to get through and engagements and lots of emails and all that kind of stuff. When you're actually preparing for, for the shoots that you're doing, what sort of work do you put in to prepare for the actual shooting? You know, being in Washington, there's a lot of great hiking around there. A lot, and I, obviously in my photos, I try to incorporate as much scenery and stuff in it as possible. So a lot of it comes from location scouting so getting out on the off days and going out hiking or just kind of driving around going on day trips with friends and just trying to see find new places in washington i'm like okay well this would be a pretty cool place to bring a couple to i'll keep this in mind so that when i do have a couple come up you know they're ready to do a shoot I can be, okay well let's go here i already know what the place looks like i know what where we can go i know every you know so time management will be a lot easier so, so how does that work then so you've, you've found like a, an awesome location and let's say what is an hour to hike how, yeah, how does I mean, that work with a couple who who want to look really good and not all sweaty and hot? Uh, I mean, so I tend to, I try to find places where the hike isn't super crazy. I haven't. I think the most someone's hiked so far has been like maybe a mile, not too bad. It's mostly just like driving, trying to find places that you can drive to and not have to walk super far 
or hike super far to get to these places just so that, yeah, they're not super sweaty and tired and they want to be looking good. So, um, so yeah, we'll try to, try to do that. Does that only apply on an engagement shoot then? Or do you still take like wedding couples out on a wedding day? The day allows for it with like time wise, if I'm able to have the time to do that, then totally, I would be more than happy to bring a couple out there. I think next next year will be pretty cool. I have a couple cool weddings where I think I'll finally get to bring out some couples into some pretty awesome spots that I've been wanting to bring them to. But it's I, I guess it's more so tailored towards engagements. I know engagements I have a lot more freedom to kind of incorporate the scenery into it versus the the actual wedding day. Definitely more of an engagement type thing. Yeah, definitely. But I would also guess that couples book you for your stunning sort of environmental portraiture. So totally. a couple that have booked you for a wedding. Would mm-hmm. they then incorporate what they need to get those shots on their day? Would they? Would you sort of say, you know, rather than going out at one o'clock, let's go out at sort of six, seven o'clock, and we'll go out a little bit? Yeah, I mean, I, I've been really lucky. I've uh, actually shot a lot of weddings for other photographers. You know, in some sort of way, they're either just starting out, they have a business as well, or it's just kind of a hobby of theirs. Either way, they kind of know the importance of of light, time of day. Photos are important to them, so they're willing to kind of put more of an emphasis on that and work their day around more of a um, an ideal photo schedule. I've had weddings where the bride is like, okay, here's, you know, here's where the ceremony is, the general area of the ceremony is going to be. Like, you just tell me what time of day and what way you want us to be facing and we'll, do, we'll make that happen. And that's always like super cool because that, you know, makes my job way easier. You can avoid some of the bad lighting conditions that you might otherwise be subject to if, you know, it's a couple who doesn't, you know, wants to have like a, a 3 p.m. ceremony in the middle of the day and, you know, it's just, super bright out and you know not not the best lighting conditions or something like that that always is pretty helpful but then there's other you know other couples it's just like you know they go they they want to do a lot of more adventuring for their engagement photos but then for the wedding it's more so about you know seeing their family seeing their friends and celebrating the day and i and i totally understand like that's you know that's obviously the main reason why this is happening you gotta gotta go with that so you just you you do what you can interesting so are you are you married you're not married yourself are you no no just dating just dating that's uh almost unique take so you're seeing a wedding in a different way than someone that perhaps is married so you're seeing totally oh yeah i'm sure i'm sure it's i'm sure my perspective will definitely change when i get married as in terms of how i'm shooting weddings and stuff like that time will only tell so i'll find that i'll find that out later on so (laughs) i'm in that boat i know i I kind of i've seen both so now that i'm married it's 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 very is it different to a point but yeah. you realize the sort of the emotional side of things and, and what thoughts are going through particularly like a groom's head in terms of especially like pre-speech there's yeah. definitely tension yeah. and the you know you can see how relaxed they are post speeches and yeah yeah there's all those things that you don't even consider until you've been there and done it and you know what that guy's feeling like mm-hmm. and the whole sort of that excitement of the day and you know, I'll, I'll always try and put a second shoot in, and there's a, it's way better normally, but just because everyone's more relaxed and yeah, all totally. that sort of like stuff is out of the way, and they can be themselves. They can just focus. They can just relax and yeah. you know enjoy the day. So yeah, absolutely. You've got a really amazing look and feel and intimacy to your images. Uh, how do you go about achieving that and 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 getting the couple to relax and be themselves? Kind of going back to the. Um distance wise in in terms of like these locations and stuff some of these spots like you know four or five hours away it's you know it's a decent drive on days like those it's really awesome because a lot of the times the couple will drive i'll hop in the car with them so we'll have you know four or five hours 
is um, just hang out and talk. And, you know, you can only talk in the car, so we just get to know each other pretty well. That tends to actually relax people quite a bit, I think. I think that helps out a lot just because they don't feel like, you know, they feel like they know you. They feel like they can be comfortable around you already versus just like meeting them at a location, you know, walk into a spot. Then within five minutes, you're already starting to shoot them. They, they just met you. So I feel like that's, you know, having had a few hours to even talk and get to know each other like that helps a lot. Talking on the phone beforehand, I think also helps, you know, if they getting the, all of their questions out of the way making sure they know exactly what to expect so that there's no surprises or like kind of, you know, things that might make them nervous that they didn't really essentially know about. Yeah, I just try to be as transparent as possible with them about what to expect for that day. And that always tends to help the most. So so definitely setting think, expectations is, is Yeah, useful. expectations are, I mean, so that they're expecting exactly, you know, they're getting exactly what they expect. And just, you know, just talking to them, asking them lots of questions. I think people always get more comfortable when they're, um, when they're able to talk about themselves for the most part, you know, it's, it makes them feel good and it's easy to talk about because it's something they obviously know. Yeah, just trying to carry the conversation along, not let there be any awkward, quiet silences, things like that, which is sometimes hard for me because I'm definitely more of an introvert, grew up being a pretty quiet person, but being a photographer now has definitely gotten me out of my shell and I can... I can talk people's ear off if I need to, like during a car ride or something, I can come up with tons of things to talk about. So that always helps. And just, and just, you know, showing your excitement for the shoot in general. Like if you're excited, like they get excited. The more you just kind of talk about how pumped you are and stuff, like they get super pumped and they'd feel like, okay, he's going to, you know, he, he feels pretty good about this. We should be, there's no reason for us to be nervous. So that really helps a lot. And when you're shooting, what are you using? What gear have you got on you when you're at a typical portrait shoot? tend to shoot with two 5D Mark IIs and on one Mark II I have a 35L and on the other one I have the 85L. Just recently got the 85 probably a couple months ago and quickly fallen in love with that lens. It's amazing. Before that I, tend to use, I tended to use my 135 um, which also is a great lens but yeah it's like the 35-85 setup. Uh, I try to shoot pretty wide in the beginning just to kind of not be right up in their face especially because some couples this is like the first time they've been in front of the camera so they can still get pretty nervous uh, as soon as you bust out a camera. Just try, trying to stay back, you know, stay, give a little bit of distance between you and the couple helps out a lot. Um, and then as time goes on, getting those like tight, really intimate moments, like those usually happen like the second half of the shoot or later, like towards the end or something like that, because they're, they feel way more comfortable. They're really just focused on each other, not really worrying about me anymore because they've already been kind of used to that already. So yeah, totally, that, that helps a lot. And what sort of settings are you using typically? Do you, is it different from when you're shooting sort of the normal wedding stuff to when you switch to portraits? It's pretty, it's pretty similar. Um, you know, manual, I tend to shoot around like F2, just my ISO if necessary, depending like what if it's, you know, super bright out or if it's cloudy. And then I tend to shoot for my white balance 7,500 Kelvin. Um, so I, pretty keep, I keep that pretty much like straight across the board for all of my, you know, all of my shoots. Um, which I, I think helps give a pretty consistent look. I shoot raw, so obviously you could change it if you need to mm-hmm. later on in, in a, you know, post, but I try to get as much right in camera as I possibly can because it makes editing a thousand times easier and faster. Yeah. Just try to get everything you can in, in camera versus being, okay, I can always fix that later. So <laughs> I was going to ask you right how, how you got that consistency of look. Knowing like the kind of light you want to shoot in, and knowing how to look for that light and stuff, which I think just comes from experience and shooting a lot. Like you just tend to find like similar lighting conditions that you like and fits your style. 
doing that mixed with just shooting the same settings and keeping the same look among like your as far as like white balance like that kind of stuff goes yeah it makes i mean it makes everything way easier to keep a consistent look across the board let's just say you've come in from a super long wedding shoot what's the first thing that you do i try to be really good about dumping cards as soon as i get home there's definitely times where i've gotten home like at you know midnight or one in the morning i'm just like i'm just gonna go to sleep i'll dump cards in the morning whether it's in the morning or that night it's always dump the cards back up everything so that everything's in three different places and just make sure that everything's safe and sound and not gonna have any troubles or any problems with things being deleted or something like that has that ever uh, happened no it's not it hasn't happened to me thankfully i've been pretty good and careful with everything for the last couple of years i've been even I think like this year, I've been even more trying to go above and beyond to really make sure everything's in different places, but um, not, no problems for me yet. Um, I've had a couple of friends who have had accidental for- card formats, and then they, you know, they shoot over that format again. It's just like, you know, probably gone. I hope I'm never in that boat. I don't want to ever be in that boat, so I'll do everything I possibly can to never put myself in that situation. So you're back up first of all. That's good. <laughs> yeah, that's good. That and then sleep. Usually, most of the time, it's usually sleep. <laughs> you, you find you can sleep when you get in from a shoot? Man, that's the last thing I can do. Really? Yeah, I'm no, I, I mean... Far depend- too wired. <laughs> I, I'm usually ready because, I mean, by the end of the day, my legs are just ready to ready to take a break. So, you usually sit down and by, you know, give me half an hour, I'll be out. I'm not, mm. I'm not a night person. I'm totally a morning person. More, really? like, I'll shoot a wedding and then wake up at 5, 5 6 a.m. or something like that and be like, okay, I'm ready to go. Kind of just like, I should kind of get antsy and just hop out of bed and then I start you know doing stuff yeah evenings I fall asleep so easy in the evening so it makes it even easier once I've shot a wedding oh, you're lucky my, my body's <laughs> tired but my brain is still buzzing oh that's the worst <laughs> <laughs> so Jordan you have a massive Facebook following and well it's that near, it's nearly like 160,000 so how did that come about that is that's a pretty big following you've got there. So can you explain uh, a yeah. little bit on, on how that happened and what sort of impact that has on business? Yeah, um, I mean, it kind of, you know, Facebook has obviously changed the way it promotes business and, and showcases businesses' posts and that kind of stuff. Obviously, it's a lot, a lot of the times now, if you only have like between one to 5,000 followers or something like that, or, or likes, I guess, on Facebook, it's tough to get that work shown out there to actually come up on people's news feeds and stuff. I've had my Facebook page for like five years now. I think it was around two and a half years ago. I have no idea why this happened. And it happened to me and one of my friends. And she has, I mean, she has probably 250,000 followers right now on Facebook. I, you know, we, to this day, we still don't know what happened. It was right around the time where I think when, uh, if you liked a page from like your newsfeed, it would pop up with four pages underneath it that were like similar that were kind of like suggested pages. We think that our pages were like incorporated into that, and so every time someone liked a different page, our pages popped up underneath, and so that like we just because all of a sudden we were getting like probably a thousand to two thousand new likes a day, which was just really weird and it's super random. Like that's not, it's not normal. It's definitely slowed down over the last like year and a half, two years. Uh, it only, it was it was like around a a six month spurt of it doing that, and I still don't know like really like sparked that or what did that because. I think Facebook, you just don't know what, what mm. they're up to or what they're doing. So beyond that, it's always been just trying to post pretty consistently. I think a lot of people nowadays, it's like they don't even want to post because what's, you know, what's the point? But I think you still do get some benefit out of posting and being consistent with it. I think it helps your, um, your engagement more and gets your stuff seen more because 
once people start to like it a couple of times and it becomes a thing that they start to see on their newsfeed regularly. So if you continue to post, it's going to keep showing up. So it's been that, you know, t- trying to tag clients. What's cool with the with Facebook is you can go into your insights and see like what time of day your your followers are most active. So when people are most active on your page. And like so for instance for me it's 9am like whenever I 9am seems to be like the peak time. So whenever I post something I always schedule it for 9am. A couple hours later I'll go in and tag the people that are in the photo that way it like comes back up on the news feed for like them and their friends. So how are you able to able to tag them? Are you already are you, do you befriend uh, clients? Are you able to do that? Yeah, oh yeah, always yeah. always try to like befriend them just cuz I mean it's, it's almost like a I mean it's definitely a marketing tool to tag them in and have the photos show up and have them kind mm-hmm. of having their friends know who shot their photos is like huge. So always try to um, befriend clients if they have Facebook. Some of them don't, but hopefully they do. You use your, you use your Facebook page then more as a business, even your personal one. Totally. So it's, yeah, it's, I mean, it's like post, yeah, post at 9am. I go in and tag the couple and, and my, I tag my personal page as well. And then you can also tag your, um, so I can go in and tag my own Facebook, like the fan page thing again, inside the photo, which seems kind of weird, but it, I think it brings it back up on the newsfeed again. I try to do that a few hours later, and then in the evening time, I just will share it to my own personal Facebook page. So that's just for you know my friends and people who are friends with me on Facebook can see that stuff again. Just so it, you know, it's, it comes up again for the the evening crowd. So then you know, with one post, it's being somewhat hopefully seen at three different times of the day. Try to maximize with just one post how many times it can get seen is is huge. So you're doing that daily, or is that just a few times a week? Uh, I try to do it like three or four times a week. Um, definitely, some, I have weeks where I'll, it'll be like maybe two times a week or maybe even I'll miss a week. It just kind of depends. The cool thing too is you can schedule posts with Facebook. So I tend to do that a lot. You can kind of just set it up set up like three or four posts and then you can just kind of forget about it. It makes it a little bit easier. If I had to like actually sit there and post at 9 a.m. every day, like that would be tough because I usually don't do that. It's usually just like, you know, it's set to go off at 9 a.m. And have you found then that you've you've made bookings from Facebook? Is that a source of, of um, good leads? Yeah, it's decent. I think um, I think Instagram and Pinterest are also you know I don't do I don't do anything with or with Pinterest, but my photos like show up on Pinterest, so brides you know tend to come across it somehow. So that's kind of like the easy like kind of free one where you don't have to even really do any work as far as Pinterest goes. Just making sure that your your photos are pinnable from your website, I guess, is good. Um, just because it makes it easy because then it can show up. Yeah, I, w- I mean, I think I've definitely booked a few things from Facebook. I don't always know exactly where my clients come from. Uh, I guess that would maybe be a good thing to <laughs> incorporate later on is to try to find out where they find me at. I don't think it hurts at all. I think it definitely can help. I know I've I know there's certain people who I've definitely booked from Facebook. It's definitely been a useful a useful tool for me. Let's move on a little bit and talk about how you actually present your work. Yeah, totally. Um, so you have your online portfolio, your website, which mm-hmm. is stunning. Are you Thanks. always just showing what you want to show? Is there totally. a lot of work that's not that? Was it just the stuff that you want to do more of and that you love? Yep, hundred and ten percent. I'm a firm, firm believer of that. I was always, I've always been told that, and I've, and I've always tried to do that. But then it's like, okay, well, I didn't get to shoot a wedding that's like that, like how I want it to shoot. So I can't really. What would I not post it, or do I just do I post it anyways? Like, what do I do with it? So weddings, it's a lot harder to kind of be able to post what you want because it's not really dictated by what you want you know when these clients hire you it's you know it's you either get to say yes or no and you might not get your dream client right off the bat so it's definitely tough in the beginning which is why I cater so much to engagements as far as like trying to get them to be like super adventurous and stuff because then then that translates into the weddings eventually it just takes about a year and a half two years I think 
you know, I'm slowly starting to feel pretty good about like my wedding portfolio, but I feel like my engagement portfolio I've been pretty happy with for like the last year and a half or so. And so it's, it's like the wedding part of it just lags behind it. But, you know, I mean, I feel like, yeah, it's totally, you know, post what you, what you want to shoot. Next weekend, I'm flying out to Arizona and shooting a wedding, which is actually something we'll probably end up talking about later on. But there's a place called Horseshoe Bend um, in Arizona, on the Arizona-Utah border. And it's like this beautiful, beautiful um, landscape and probably one of my favorite places I've ever been to. And this couple was like, yeah, like, we want to get married to the edge of that. And so I'm just like, that's that's exactly what I want to shoot. And I feel like it's hugely due to the fact that I post stuff that's like that's like that. I've, you know, I've been there before. I've posted photos from there before. I've posted photos of couples in crazy places before. So it totally makes sense that they would want to hire me for something like that. Definitely huge with, you know, yeah, present to your, you know, present on your website and stuff like that, exactly what you want to shoot. And try to keep your stuff, I, I try to keep it pretty narrow. So I mean, I, for me, it's just like, it's just couples, engagements, weddings, that kind of stuff mixed with some fashion stuff. I'm not like, you know, a concert photographer, wedding photographer, what else? Senior portrait photographer, baby photographer, there's family photographer. I mean, I, I've seen people who have like 10 different portfolios on their website. I feel like that just gets way mm. too cluttered. Like try to keep it to a, like, you know, a couple, I try to keep it pretty small. Related to that, you've got some uh, sort of commercial work with Nike and yeah. some fashion stuff as well. Is that something yeah. that just came about because they come across you? Because you've made that golf, the pictures of those golfers yeah. look incredibly sexy. <laughs> thank and, you, thank uh, you. How did that uh, one come about? So Nike goes back to like in 2013. Commercial work is huge with, I think it's just hugely in part to a little bit of uh, definitely luck. What you've been, po- like obviously what you've posted, what your work looks like. And just getting that lucky break, you know, someone, it, for me, it took someone emailing me like, hey, we like your work. It was a creative agency that works a lot with Nike. And they were like, we have a job that we think you would be perfect for. Like, would you want, you know, what would you, what would you say? And I was like, heck yes, of course. Like, why would I not say that yes to Nike? So that was kind of nerve wracking too, because I had to submit a bid for it. And I was like, I've never bid for a job before. I didn't know like what to bid because what do you bid for a commercial job that you've never, ever had any um, experience in? You know, I submitted my bid. Thankfully, it was like approved and then got to go out, fly out and do that. And that was an incredible experience. I learned a ton just from those two days of shooting and stuff. It made me totally re- rethink how I do things, I guess. Like I thought I was pretty good at being, I guess like you would say, like, professional and ready and like ready to shoot, I guess. But man, like one of the, because I worked with another photographer on that, on these shoots. And it was just watching him kind of, because he was, uh, he works for that agency. So it was kind of like helping him out slash taking over when he couldn't be there. Watching him shooting, watching how he handled things was like a huge, huge um, learning experience. So that was awesome. But th- yeah, I mean, just from there on, like the creative director from that agency left that agency and started his own agency. And so pretty much, you know, I've worked with him ever since on, on different shoots. And so, you know, whenever he has one come up, he, you know, he hits me up. And if commercial work in weddings is super hard because commercial work is so last minute so somewhat unplanned for so whereas weddings are you know booked a year in advance if not longer sometimes it's tough but you know i try to make it work and so yeah it's been great to be able to continue on working with them a little bit here and there and getting those opportunities it's just totally you know you gotta be be willing to i guess um be very adaptable to like what their schedules are and try to be flexible and then just yeah provide consistent work if you're consistent with what you're delivering then they're going to want to hire you because they know exactly what you can deliver to them and so i think that's one of the biggest things for why i've been able to get called back for these shoots is because they know exactly what the photos will look like if i take them that's yeah 
That's really good. And that's only added to sort of your portfolio and, and sort of skill. There's a crossover to what you're doing. Yeah, with, yeah. With the portraits and things as well. It's weddings and and like you know working with Nike. Like the, as far as the day of the shoot goes, it's pretty similar because you don't have you have some control, but not all the control. Yours, you know, you have to you have that one day for the most part to do your to do your work. So you got to nail the shots as they come and mm-hmm. be flexible, be adaptable, and be able to shoot in different lighting conditions and and just deal with what comes to you. So, how did you? You said so you had a you were kind of following someone on the on the Nike shoot on a wedding. How have you how have you come to learn sort of the skill of weddings and yeah? What's um, been your sort of resource for? technical and everything else to do with how to use the camera how to sort of know everything you need to know is it just self-taught have you been on courses and workshops or even degrees Um, or anything no i uh i didn't go to school for photography uh went to school for accounting and finance totally different (laughs) so you're really good at your um taxes and things you try to be try to be (laughs) i think i'm finally about to like hire someone out like hire a cpa to do that i'm just kind of done with it for this year so i think i'm gonna have someone else help me out on that part but but, you know, I mean, I'm, yeah, super detailed, so it makes things a lot easier. No, I mean, completely self-taught. I think just, like, back in the day, Flickr was huge, so I learned a lot. I met a, I made a lot of good relationships with people back then who I still stay in contact with um, to this very day. One of my best, one of my really good friends, uh, his name is Taylor McCutcheon, great photographer. He's based out of Northern California. Me and him, like, we started around the same time. We both started out with similar cameras. We both were we shot Nikon back in the day. We switched to Canon right around the same time. I've just I kind of just have a grown up in photography, kind of with him, in far as as far as like what we're doing and what we're um, kind of what our goals are and stuff. So he's always been a huge resource for me in terms of like bouncing ideas back and forth off of each other. You know, if I have a question, he's usually got some sort of an answer or an idea to help me out with that, and like you know, vice versa. So it's always that's always really handy and helpful. I've been to a couple workshops, but it was more. It was more past the point of I'd already kind of been doing some weddings, but it's nice to hear people who I look up to talk. So I think it's really, I think workshops, no matter what level you are, are always great to attend because you can always get better. There's never a, a point where you can stop learning or where you know everything. Definitely look, I'm already, I'm looking for a couple to attend next year just because I think it helps, it helps you get out of that creative rut that you might get stuck in. You're like 75% of the way through wedding season and it kind of just gets, you know, just kind of just looking towards the end of the, you know, the end of it and you're not super inspired because you're just constantly shooting for other people versus like shooting for yourself sometimes so uh, I think workshops can help sometimes help you think in a different way see things differently you know so many people do things differently that maybe this you might take away like one little thing that just clicked in your mind that you're like wow like I never thought of it that way and that might help you do something else like super differently and add to your work or something like that so yeah so did that all was that all the reasoning then behind doing your very own workshop Alpine Northwest, which looks like a awesome workshop, and if uh, I had the opportunity to go, I would be on it. Um, <laughs> well, so this maybe, was, your, was the first year doing it. This is the first year doing and so it. So tell uh, us about it. What, what was what did it involve, and what what made it special? What was why was it different to others, perhaps, and uh, why? Yeah, so uh, we really tried to make it more of an adventure photography workshop. I mean, judging from like, you know my work and uh, the people I did it with, um, we're all kind of hikers we love to hike we love to be out in the outdoors we love to shoot we love to incorporate the the beautiful scenery that we have around us with our portraits and and all that kind of stuff i hadn't really been to a workshop yet that they kind of did that there's a couple that you know that were sim- on on the borderline of doing that but um i thought there was things that i just would change on you know how i would do them so i was i wanted to really do one by myself or you know with other people that 
we had the say of what kind of how things went. You know, so when it came to, um, you know, starting off the first day, we woke up at 5 a.m. We went on a, a four-mile hike. You know, that was it was super awesome because it was definitely a harder hike than I think a lot of us expected it to be. Almost everyone made it to the very top, and it was like a super rewarding like view and experience, and everyone just kind of bonded together over that. It was super, super awesome. Coming down from that, we went right into, um, and we just kind of talked, had a, had a lecture, talked about a bunch of different things, business, shooting, just like kind of how we do it, what we, why we do it. We had every, you know, one thing we did was we had everyone sit in a circle while we were doing that, just so like it felt more like a conversation with everyone versus just speaking at people like at school. You know, I didn't, I don't, I'm not the best public speaker. I'm not the best lecturer. So I didn't want to have, have it be like that way at all. So we, you know, we did that. We had a great conversation with people. Um, I think people took a lot out of it. And then every evening, so we did two shoots. We did one a Saturday evening and Sunday evening. And we drove out. And what I wanted to do for those, I wanted to do that, you know, at a place where I would, I myself would actually go shoot. I didn't want to do it at a place just because it was convenient. Like, you know, where we, we rented out this cabin resort on Lake Crescent uh, on the, uh, the Olympic Peninsula in Washington. So, be- I mean, beautiful place. And we easily could have been like, okay, let's go shoot outside, like right outside the cabins. We'll just go shoot somewhere in this area and do that. But no, I mean, we wanted to make it, you know, make it worthwhile for people, really give people a chance to get some photos that would benefit their portfolio. Because um, I bet that's not always the, the goal of, um, of a workshop, which definitely, I mean, I want people to get out, out of it, you know, learning experience, but also get some photo stuff out of it, you know, get some stuff that they can use for their portfolio that actually will benefit them. And that comes from actually taking them to the places that I would actually go to. We had, went up to Hurricane Ridge, which is a place that's a beautiful, beautiful place. We had two couples there, you know, split the people up and just gave each other, everyone a kind of a chance to do what they wanted to do with each couple. And people, man, people got some great images from that. I was very impressed with what people were able to do, especially because that first shoot, we kind of got up there a little bit later than we wanted to. So people only had maybe 45 minutes to shoot. And it was great. Like they were on somewhat of a time constraint. So it kind of gave them, uh, you got to shoot now, you got to get your shots. So what are you going to do? And they, and they nailed it. So it was, it was super awesome to see. So do you think that taking these guys and girls up that far and doing all that was to then inspire them to do the same when they go home to a place that doesn't have mountains and beautiful backdrops to totally, kind of man. come up with their own ideas? Or is it just something yeah. to sort of put something in a portfolio, which they might not ever get again? No, I think, I mean, I think people are always like a lot of the people that came to this workshop were from, there was people from Nashville, from Texas, um, New Orleans, I think, yeah, California, spread out all over. So different landscapes, different scenery, that kind of stuff. I was pumped because I, I know I was talking about how I, you know, I'll spend like 10 or 15 hours with a couple because, you know, including the driving and all that kind of stuff. Like it's a long, it's a whole day, day long thing. And I think that surprised some people. I think that was somewhat, you know, people are used to doing the whole like meet up, shoot for two hours, leave, you know, and then leave, you go home. I'm not really down for that kind of a thing. I want to put more time into it. I want to give them like a great experience versus just meeting up, shooting and leaving. So kind of showing that you have to put in a little bit of effort. You know, you got to drive the extra hour to get up to the top of the mountain. Um, you got to, we had to walk another mile into it to get to the spot. So it's just like going to that extra those extra lengths to get there helps out a lot. I know one girl that attended the workshop, I think like maybe a week or two later, like she had posted on Facebook about how she like took a, took a couple like on a somewhere on some crazy hike and, you know, spent like a whole day with them and it was, and she like super, super enjoyed, like it was super fun for her and she enjoyed it so much. And like, she can't wait to do it again with like some other couple coming up. Yeah. I think it definitely helped like inspire people that, 
to kind of do that, get out, see, find the scenery, that the beautiful places in their own area. I mean, every state has hidden gems. I mean, Washington, Oregon, California like, definitely have a lot of them, but you can find beautiful places everywhere. There's mm-hmm. always going to be. So that's what I was going to ask you. I mean, we haven't always got the obviously yeah. stunning backdrop, but it's about, is it about for finding it and, and looking and, yeah, and spending time before or to, to find yeah. something different and something that stands yeah. out? And being willing to drive, I mean, being willing to just travel, because I think if you, if you look hard enough, within five hours of where you live, you'll usually find somewhere something that's like a pretty cool place or something like that. I mean, I think it's, unless you're like in a very, very small corner, like, I don't know, somewhere just far away from everything, then that's going to be obviously tough. But yeah, I think, I mean, I think you can always find beautiful places everywhere. So getting out, kind of exploring, doing that on your own in your own time and um, will help so much more with your couples and getting them out there. So yeah, that was, a, that was a huge part for us for our workshop and trying to get people to, to do that, showing them how you do that, I guess, um, and showing them that it's not extremely too hard. It might be tiring and stuff, but it's not, I think it's so worth it in the end. Mm. Well, it definitely so. looks it from the images that you shoot. Yeah, <laughs> thank you. <laughs> so what, what do you love most about your job? Man, what I love most, I mean, I think traveling would be the, the biggest thing, getting to meet, you know, travel and meet with all these different people and and hearing all these different people people's stories from other you know different parts of the country, different parts of the world um, has been super amazing. I think having the flexibility to kind of do what I want during the day is also super fun and very rewarding. Um, you know, I can go. I love to run, so going out on a run whenever I want is always nice. I don't have to kind of wait until after work to do that. And yeah, I think just you know getting to see the world and getting to see kind of all the the beautiful places around here. It's I've. I never was a huge traveler growing up. I, I mean, I always have been kind of outdoorsy and going camping and stuff like that, but never really gotten to like explore the, even just the United States that much. So I've definitely done that, done that since then. I went on a two month uh, road trip with one of my friends back in 2011. I mean, we, went, we drove like 12,000 miles, all did a whole giant circle around the United States. I think we went through like 35 or 36 states or something like that. And it was just, I mean, it was so cool getting to meet all these different people and, and just become like create relationships with these people. And some of these people that we met on that road trip are still some of my best friends. So that's been super amazing and, and uh, a huge part of why I like doing this so much. Yeah. Have you ever been to Europe? I've been to Switzerland. That's it so far though. <laughs> it's, it, I want to come back so bad though. You have to, you have to get on one of our workshops, come over to the yeah. UK. <laughs> oh, I'm, I'm, I'm definitely looking, looking at some out there. So I think, uh, think it'll be fun. Perfect. Also, here's a quick question for you. What do you find in terms of wedding photography is the most challenging aspect of a day? Let me think about this for a second, actually. I think the most challenging aspect can sometimes be um, dealing with things when things don't go as planned, kind of thinking on the fly and coming up with solutions to problems that happen suddenly. I mean, a wedding might be running an hour and a half late or two hours late, and it's like, portrait time gets crunched down to like what five ten minutes or something like that but you know i think in the in the client's mind if things are running behind they don't see it as like they're getting less photos they just think that you're going to be able to get those photos anyways and so i think trying to still deliver to them like what they have in mind even with a time crunch uh can be super challenging and you know if it if you get some crazy bad weather all of a sudden if it just downpours like what do you do like just things like that trying to just deal with things that come come up as the day goes on because it's so unpredictable. You know, it's one day, so you can't redo it, obviously. And it's just, yeah, dealing with those unexpected things that come up and trying to make the most of them and work, find a way around them and stuff. So yeah, that's what makes it exciting. 
Exactly. Yeah. It's like you know, it's never no wedding tends to go exactly as it is planned. But um, thankfully enough, most of mine, at least that I've been to, have gone like at least pretty close to it. I've had a couple hiccups here and there, but you know, nothing, nothing too crazy. So, nice. do you have a really memorable moment at all from a shoot, either portrait or wedding that sort of stands out? Anything special? Um, not. E- I guess not even so. Like a specific wedding or like portrait shoot, but like me and my girlfriend drove. We went on a road trip. I guess, well, we flew, but then we went on a road trip over in Utah this past uh, February, and we went to, um, we were at Dead Horse State Park in Utah, and we were waiting around for sunset, and we like, we like, oh, man. like, we saw the sunset, it was like a little, it was pretty cool, the sun went down behind the horizon, like, you know, nothing was really happening, we're like, okay, well, I think it's, you know, it's probably done, so we, like, we got in the car, we headed out, like, as we're driving, like, the sky just, like, lights up, like, this super, like, pink color, and it was super beautiful, and so we were super bummed that we kind of missed that, but we were like, okay, well, let's, you know, we'll do it again. We'll see one again. So we'll, tomorrow or something like that, we'll make sure we, we st- or stay for it. So the next day we actually headed to Horseshoe Bend, which is one of my favorite places. I've been to there twice now. We were like, okay, we're going we're gonna to stay here for sunset. It looks like it might be a pretty good sunset. So we're going to make sure we, you know, we hold out for until we know for sure it's done. You know, I was taking some photos it's, and lo and behold, it was like the most amazing sunset I've probably ever seen mixed like on top of like one of my favorite landscapes like it was just like an an incredible scene i was super pumped to to be able to see that in person and stuff and to this day that's still like one of my favorite photos too one of my favorite landscapes for sure um is that is a photo of horseshoe bend at sunset it's uh it's an incredible place beautiful because you have a stunning collection of landscape images (laughs) like are are these taken are these during sort of portrait shoots you just see this or is it something you're doing your own time and for yourself and then you just you're putting it up there to show people uh, yeah, it's, it's, I think it's a mixture of both. I mean, sometimes during the, the shoots, I've been able to snag a couple of really cool landscape shots, but, um, a lot of it's also just from like hiking and, uh, just other, other travels that I've been on, uh, that weren't exactly for a wedding or, or a portrait shoot. Yeah. I mean, I, I love, I think landscapes are one of my favorite things I like to shoot that I don't really, I consider it all personal work and super, and just fun. Yeah. I see it's, you have those images for sale on your website. Do you, do you get a lot of interest in those? definitely here and there um it's I, I, it's super awesome is i've gotten a couple of photos back from people of like my photos hanging up on their wall and stuff and i think that's always like just really cool to see like that's it blows my mind still nice. to this day i ask everyone for a favorite image of theirs would it be that sunset picture or if uh, i had to choose if you had to choose a picture from a wedding day or actually no i'll let you choose any picture you like if it can okay if, if you want it to be that sunset picture it can be that one and we can well i'll say one. i'll say that's my favorite landscape one my favorite portrait I met a couple um, for their engagement shoot. It was down in Oregon um, on the coast. And we, it was a place I'd never been to before. It was one of their suggestions, actually. And I was, you know, I was kind of hesitant and nervous about it. I knew it looked good just from like Google image search and stuff like that. But at the same time, I don't really know all the exact spots to go to and everything, especially when you're like trying to, you, you plan for two hours of shooting at like at sunset. So you're like kind of, you know, you're, you're on a time crunch a little bit. But it, yeah, it worked out. It's this, it's this uh, photo of a couple on a rock, which I'm sure a lot of people have probably seen at this point. But it's a couple, this girl in a red dress on this giant rock, you know, the waves behind them, giant cliffs behind them. For me, it was like the first photo that I shot that I was just like totally like, I couldn't, I couldn't even believe that I had taken that photo. Like I was just very excited about it. It got me super pumped. And I think that was like one of the first photos that really got me pumped about shooting couples in like scenic places. Cause I was just like, this is absolutely beautiful. I want to try to up it. How am I going to make it better next time? Like, how am I going to beat this? So it just been a constant, like kind of a benchmark to try to, continually make images that are in my opinion better than that one 
it's I love I love that photo so much. It's a cool photo. We'll put so. that we'll put that one up with the podcast and everyone can see it in all its glory. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> so a couple more questions for you, Jordan. Yeah. Uh, can you give us three of your sort of top tips for shooting a wedding? Shooting a wedding. Oh man. Okay. Uh, one would be obviously be flexible. Be willing to kind of just go with the flow. I think that's a, always a super important one. Know your camera really well. I think it's some people don't always know their camera extremely well. So I think when you are in those tough situations where you have to like change settings super quick, being able to just quickly do that without even maybe looking or do it like on you know a couple seconds is is huge. I, that, that'll help. But you'll miss. There's times where you'll almost miss miss crazy good moments just because like you didn't have your camera ready to go or something like that. Be ready to be able to adjust your settings if needed right on the fly. And man, one more. Um, I always like to have example poses on my phone, just because like during the portraits, during the portraits and stuff like that. If I blank out on what I want to have them do, or like I kind of get through things faster than I planned, I can kind of have a couple extra poses that I want to either try or something new, and that kind of keeps me from doing the same thing over and over again because I try to mix up these photos like every every month or so, just so it's always something new to look at. There's some photographers out there who are like, oh, yeah, you know, don't look at other photographers' work. Like, don't, you know, just focus on your own and just kind of whatever. But I, I love to look at other people's wedding work and become inspired by what they're doing out there. And there's, I mean, there's a ton of amazing wedding photographers out there. It's, it's, it's incredible. I love to just look for other um, pose ideas and kind of just try to incorporate maybe a different pose I've seen elsewhere into my work. Nice. So, so when you see yeah. a, when you're talking poses, um, it can almost come across as like, oh, I'm going to put them in a pose. It sounds like it's quite regimented. Or how do, how do you True. direct it so that it's not, or so that it's natural? Uh, yeah, I mean, you... Do you uh, physically put them into position or do you tell them how to do it? How do you get it so that it looks like it's comfortable? If, it, if it's a pose that like, you can kind of get them into it, like for instance, um, if you have a couple, like you want to have them, like the girl like holding onto the guy's like arm, uh, it's going to be kind of hard to explain over over chat but um you know you want to like have her just hold hold his arm and like look up at him or something like that versus maybe just like putting him straight in that pose like maybe even just have her like walk up to him like maybe just a couple of steps walk up to him grab his arm and look up at him because it's going to be like that instant like when she first does it and looks up at him it's gonna be like the most comfortable way for her to do it and it's gonna look the most authentic and natural right. way so you're ready for, for that moment so it's like and you're ready for that yeah. one to shoot that and so i think that you know doing something like that um helps out because i think when you try to pose people specifically in in specific poses like they can get kind of stiff and doesn't always look supernatural so try to give them like a leading almost way to get into the pose okay last two questions are you ready i'm ready what do you want to achieve in the next five years oh dude (laughs) (laughs) that's a big one that's a that's a big one that's five man five years is a long time okay the future Oh, no, no, that's, that's, no, that's cool. Um, I think just kind of continuing what I'm doing, I think uh, I would love to shoot more. Um, you know, I'm pushing for a lot more elopements, trying to get into elopements a lot more. And, and I think next year that'll be a, a huge year for that. And I think that everything's kind of starting to line up to do that. So I think just trying to continue with that, just continually try to push myself to get better. Uh, hope, I mean, I would love to continue on with the Alpine Northwest workshops. I think that's a great, I think it's going to be a great learning experience and just experience in general for people. And for, you know, either if you're like a beginner photographer or you're already, you know, doing just fine, you just want to become, you know, more inspired or re-inspired or just need to kind of see things differently. I think that's a great place for that to happen. And yeah, I think that's, I mean, that's, I think that's mostly it that I can think of off the top of my head. I think just 
keep trying to do what I do. I've, I finally have become, I think, happy with where I'm at in photography and kind of, which I think is definitely kind of cool because I think I've never been that way before. I've always been like, man, I hate my work. I hate my work. But I, I mean, I actually like my work and I think that's totally okay for people to say and to, to be like that way. You know, as if you, you know, you pour your heart and soul into it. So you, I, hopefully you love it, you know, so definitely that's what, I, having the confidence to even say that is is really huge and then obviously having your yeah. own workshop and then sharing your knowledge is big as well because yeah. you know there's so much value in in sharing rather totally. than keeping everything secret and not telling everyone oh, what you yeah. do. so you know it's, it's you want to be able to share and and connect with other photographers yeah huge on sharing i think i think there's always been like this you know your, your secret sauce or something or that you have that you don't want to give away and you know, I think people just need to realize that no one will ever be able to do exactly what another person does. I think everyone sees things differently and understands things differently. So no one is going to exactly copy what, what you do. So don't be afraid to share. I, um, I was, I guess, nervous about that years ago, but after doing so many like one-on-one mentor sessions and, um, you know, a couple of workshops now, it's, it's, uh, it's awesome to see people grow and people take little bits and pieces from what you tell them. Um, and they incorporate it into their work and it just makes them a better photographer and it's not like you're creating a clone of yourself it's just you're creating a different a better version of what they are very important i think so very well yeah. put yeah uh jordan your last question the one i ask everyone uh imagine you can go back in time right yes. to the very start of your sort of portrait wedding photography kind of career what would you yes, tell yes. yourself if you could don't be afraid i guess i think that's huge and that's kind of what's held me back on a cer- some projects and some certain things like that I didn't shoot my first wedding until probably like three and a half, four years, probably three and a half years ago. But I've been doing photography for like eight years now. So I think I was just so scared leading up to that to never really, I was so nervous about, you know, shooting someone's wedding. And it's like their one day, it's special. You can't mess up. You might miss something, but just, I don't know. Don't be afraid to go for it. Try new things. Just, yeah, really just don't be afraid. Try, try what you want to do. Like, you know, don't, don't be afraid to not do it. Perfect. No that, fear. And I, and I've, yeah, no fear, no fear. Mistakes happen, but that's where learning happens too. So, Well, Jordan, thank you so much. It's been awesome. Thank you for all the information you shared with us. Thank you for having me. It was great.